How do you solve the challenges that marketers face? You calm down. Marketers need to calm down. When they're facing a challenge, just chill out. <laughs> Is that it? That's all. End of the episode. We're done. <laughs> This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. Okay, that's not actually all that we're talking about. <laughs> there are five challenges that we have identified that marketers tend to face. And we are talking about those today and talking about the ways that you can really overcome some of those challenges. Because as you get caught up in your in your challenge, your specific challenge, and, and these are like the general terms or the general challenge, and then yours will kind of break off from there. So yours will get a little bit more specific based on, on your situation, based on your industry, based on uh, whatever it is that you're working on. So in order to solve some of these challenges, you have to uh, dig for solutions, and you're going to have to find solutions in different ways. But here are the five things that we want to address. Number one, generating quality leads. Two, information overload. Three, tools and technology. Four, overwhelming data. And five, securing resources. So let's go back to number one, generating quality leads. We talk a lot about going back to your ideal client profile, your ideal customer profile. And generating quality leads is going to, and most of these are going to tie into coming back to your ideal customer profile. Um, but generating quality leads, really what we're talking about is the challenge of how do I get those leads? If your boss comes to you, or maybe you're doing this for yourself, you are the boss and you're also the head of marketing, and you are trying to generate quality leads, where are your leads? Uh, I think that one of the big things that we run into is that we want to use systems and techniques, and I'm guilty of this as well, that are working for other people, but those may not work for you. I want to ask you a question. Where were your last three to five leads that converted from? Ooh, I love that. That's good. Think back and maybe take notes on it. So let's say, for example, one came in from uh, through an email through your website, a form on your website. Two came in from phone calls. And let's say you had one DM via Instagram and one uh, conversation that was just a, uh, let's say, a referral outreach, and it was through email. So you had you know two, two that came in via phone call. And you had a conversation with them. You had one that came in through a form, one that came in through Instagram, one that came in uh, just through an email because they were referred. The phone calls, I would probably ask them, how did you find out? I, I think all of them. You should probably ask how they, how they found out about you. But then I would look at who is it of those five examples that I used. Let's say that the two phone calls were the absolute best 
customers. And they, they fell into your ideal customer profile better than anybody else. And you are going to want to figure out how those people got your name, got your number, decided to call you, and decided to say yes. And then duplicate them. And then duplicate that. So looking at, okay, they came in because they were also word of mouth referrals. You had the the email that was a word of mouth referral. This was another referral, or these two phone calls were, and they came to you. But what made them fit into your ideal customer profile was maybe it was their income level. Maybe it was their geographical location. Whatever it is, your best method moving forward and not being overwhelmed by this is going to be hone in on exactly what you did for those people. A quick note, if it's word of mouth, word of mouth is incredibly difficult to duplicate. It's useful, it's helpful, but you are waiting for your clients or customers to refer you on their schedule. Mm -hmm. It is not a, we'll call it a tried and true method of marketing. It is. Don't hear what I'm not saying. It is in the sense that it works. And it's, yeah, I was just going to say, it's amazing. It's incredibly valuable (laughs) when it happens, Mm -hmm. but it's not typically on your schedule. It's on their schedule. Let's dive into number two, information overload. This is an area that I personally struggle with the most. And it's probably because I spend so much time researching new trends, upcoming ideas, new ways of thinking, and how to you know connect with those new customers or clients. Sometimes I feel like I have information overload just because you have information overload and then you want to share all of your information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely do that. And then I'm just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. because all of this information doesn't always apply to me, but you're sharing all of it. <laughs> yeah. Going back to generating quality leads, there are times that I have struggled so much and I've gotten so frustrated with myself because in an ad, I'm not converting leads as quickly as I want to, or I'm not generating them as quickly as I want to. And so I take to Google to find some semblance of comfort in my research But then suddenly I get overwhelmed with all of this information and so many different options that are out there. And maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I should be doing this. Oh, and this algorithm changed. And then there's this solution here. And you go down this list and there's just so many little pieces that hit you and you're like, well, there's all these options. I've got like 20 different ways I could play this. Is this the right way for me? And then you have to try and make sure that you're not copying someone else, that you're staying consistent with your brand and you're making sure that you're choosing the right thing. But this is how information overload can work. This is why it's a significant challenge is we can get bogged down by so many bits and pieces and options that are out there that we don't know what to do. I think one of the big challenges in information overload comes from comparison. And if you go back to episode 30 and you listen to our episode with Brittany Lamica, she is an Instagram micro-influencer and she has nearing 12,000 followers. And 
if you go and compare yourself to what she's doing on Instagram, you may start to feel defeat. Um, either, either a sense of defeat or defeated. And you may start to look at your numbers and go, wow, we've got less than a thousand followers. I know for us, we have less than 500 followers on Instagram for marketing breakthrough. However, that is not where the majority of our leads come from. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to information overload, you can look at everybody who is doing something. And the majority of the time, we don't compare ourselves to people that are doing all right. We compare ourselves to people that are doing stellar. (laughs) And we start to make those comparisons. Like if you start a shoe company and you decide that you're going to compare yourself to Nike, you are going to feel like a failure for a very, very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And you're probably not right? You're not failing. If you're doing what you're trying to do and you believe that you have a mission and a value and a purpose, you're not failing. But it's so easy to believe that you are. So information overload comes from, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And you start looking at, um, in that com- in that that analogy of comparing your shoe company, your shoe brand to Nike, you're looking at what they're doing in the Olympics. You're looking at what they're doing on Instagram. You look at what they're doing in their email marketing and you're thinking, I can't do all that. Or if it comes to Instagram and you're comparing yourself to someone like Brittany Lamica, who has over one year built a 12,000 person following and you're comparing yourself and now you're overloaded with information and you're frozen because we need to be doing all this email marketing. We need to be doing these Instagram videos. We need to be doing, and you have to stop. Go back to the beginning. Calm down. If you're overwhelmed by this moment in the conversation, I get it. And because we have been overwhelmed in marketing so many times, but recognize that this is supposed to be something that is empowering and encouraging to help you know that we understand, but also we need to encourage you to let it go. And hone in on, go back to the place that you're generating quality leads, figure out where your best leads are coming from, your most recent three to five, and then your top three, where are those coming from? And then instead of taking information overload and allowing it to burden you and weigh you down, focus just on those three things. And maybe there's something that you could do better. If they came in from an email marketing campaign, double down on the quality and the copywriting and the effort that you put into that email marketing campaign for the next one. Mm -hmm. So don't get overloaded by the information. Don't get bogged down by that. Be able to focus in and go, you know what? None of this background noise matters. I'm going to do what I know works. Last week, we talked about set and forget. We talked about how there are a lot of opportunities out there, a lot of different tools and systems that are out there that you can use to make your marketing better. And that leads perfectly into the tools and technology conversation. Number three is that can be a huge challenge is feeling like there are so many different tools and pieces of technology that you need to be taking advantage of. And I know Jay, you have struggled with this specifically with camera lenses or different computer apps over the years, trying to figure out what was the perfect piece for you. I actually feel like I've been able to stay out of the tool and technology race to a certain extent uh, when it comes to physical goods. So when it comes to cameras and computers and 
there are there's always something new being released. So if if you try to keep up on all the cameras, it goes back to a song by Weird Al called It's All About the Pentiums. And he's making fun of something, but he ends up talking about, um, and there's a line in it where he says, my new computer's got the clocks, it rocks, but it was obsolete before I opened the box. Now, let's be honest. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. You can apply that to a phone, a camera, a computer, whatever you want to. And it is outdated and antiquated as soon as you cut the packaging. And the problem becomes that there is always going to be a new product out there. There's always going to be a new car. There's always going to be a new camera, a new computer. It doesn't matter. Or a new phone for that matter. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why we believe so strongly in taking advantage of what you already have. Recognizing that you have tools already in your arsenal to be able to achieve the goals that you're hoping for. Maybe you only have an iPhone. It doesn't mean that it's not good enough compared to a camera. I can I, I'm not saying that an iPhone is better than a camera. I'm just recognizing that an iPhone has the ability to do what you need it to do when that's all you've got. It may be better for your needs or it may just be sufficient. Mm -hmm. But either way, it will probably do the job. And there's a certain level at which you'll have to uh, graduate. I was actually just talking to a, a, a lead the other day about a conversation that we had where she said, I believe our company is at the maturity level where we need to be posting professional photos and only professional photos. And that's absolutely accurate. So that's when the tools and technology can kind of come into it. But I would argue that it is more efficient for you to focus on doing the work as opposed to finding a new tool that's the next best thing in order to do the work better. A camera does not make a photographer. No. A mm -hmm. photographer will make a camera. Yes. And so I can go out and I can play around with my Canon T2i and have just as much fun and get great quality photos. And there are some subtle differences um, and there are some more uh, massive in differences because I can tell, but the overall quality and the content isn't dramatically different. Mm -hmm. So it, when it comes to planning for social media, instead of finding that social media planner that's going to cost you 60, 80, 100 bucks a month, be able to focus on, sometimes they're only 15, but you can use an Excel spreadsheet or you can use mm -hmm. um, whatever uh a calendar. Yeah. You can use a lot of different things in order to do the exact same thing. Number four is overwhelming data. And this is something that I specialize in because I pay attention to data and I love reading it. But I know that, Jay, in your case, <laughs> data is overwhelming in general. And that's why you really like Dash This. Dash This is very helpful because it breaks it down. And now I still need a quick education, a quick run through course from India on how to understand the data at different times and what it's telling me. But once you get clear on what it is telling you, you can, 
set it up so that it's delivering you the information and the content that you really need to know. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not overwhelming you with a bunch of things that you don't need to know. It's telling you you can monitor the numbers and know exactly what they mean. You can even take notes and with a seamless visual representation. That's my favorite part. Yeah. It, you, so you can take notes on what those things are and the the key things that you need to focus in on once that report gets delivered. Number five is securing resources. Now, this means you need money, and we get it. We understand because if you're running the marketing, you need a budget. You need a budget for equipment. You need a budget for uh, creating content. You need a budget for uh, different ideas that you have. You need a budget for running ads. You need money to some extent. And so sometimes the difficulty with this, one of the challenges is that you have this idea, but you're not able to execute this idea without money. And you're, let's say you're in March, we're in March right now. And so you run into this, this difficulty, this struggle, this line of stress where we didn't put this into the budget. And now we're finding out about this. Algorithms have changed. Things have changed. The world has changed. Um, As an example, think back to 2020, they had, businesses had their budgets in alignment and they had their budgets ready to go and they had things that were already made such as videos, they had photos taken, they had uh, campaigns planned out and the money was spent and then everything shifted and changed, um, especially in the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to spend more money. And so figuring out a way of how can we have this conversation with somebody? Um, Who can we have the conversation with? What do we do if things change and we need more money or if something else comes up? Especially because marketing professionals are just creative dreamers. And we can be challenging when it comes to having a financial plan in place already. But when you are that creative dreamer and you come up with these new ideas and that inspiration strikes, it's really hard to fight against the struggle with money. Absolutely. It's difficult to have have to have those conversations in order to execute your ideas. I think the problem with this podcast is that you look at it and you think about the top five challenges that marketers face and you're hoping for like, oh, this is the solution. All of these challenges will be gone. And yet they're still here. <laughs> and you're going to face them for a significant amount of time. I don't know that you'll ever get past all of them because all of these things will continue to be an issue and will continue to show themselves and make themselves real in different ways Mm -hmm. and with different faces to some extent. And so although we've identified these and we haven't provided you specific solutions because as i mentioned at the beginning solutions will be different depending on industry depending on your relationship with your your direct report your conversations and relationship with uh, your different team members or your conversations and your relationship with your company so ultimately the one solution that we want to focus on and give you. 
make sure that when you face these challenges, don't be afraid to simplify, slow down. Don't look at all of it as this big, huge thing, but recognize that there's only a few things that you can tackle at one time. So simplify what you have to tackle in order to reduce the anxiety. Just calm down. (laughs) Just like Jay was saying is if you can just calm down, then you can overcome. And then really the big solution is to find help. You don't have to manage this on your own. You can seek help. There is advice and wisdom all around you. You just have to ask for it. When it comes to simplifying and you find yourself facing one of these challenges, ask yourself, what is one thing that I can do? So whether it's you're getting overwhelmed with information, you're getting overwhelmed with possibilities and quality leads and you're getting overwhelmed with the data and everything. Just ask, what is one thing that I can do right now, today, that can help me? Let's simplify it down to one thing, maybe two things. For me, I know that my best conversations and the best things that happen are in person. So I'm going to simplify and I'm going to figure out how can I talk to somebody today and how can I have a conversation? And if you're struggling with any one of these things that we have talked about in this episode, I want to extend this offer as a special thank you for being a listener and a supporter of our podcast. If you're struggling with one of these five things, go ahead and reach out to me at aha at marketingbreakthrough.co. That is A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co. And normally I ask you for what stood out to you as your aha moment. And you're welcome to send that as well. But go ahead and put in the subject line, challenges that marketers face, or I'm facing this challenge. And let me know, what is it that you're dealing with? What challenge are you dealing with and struggling with? And do you need any insight or outside perspective on how to address that specific situation. So normally I love hearing your aha moments and I would still love to hear those, but I respond to every one of these emails and as a special thank you, I would just love to address and be able to provide you with some assistance and maybe some new fresh perspective on what it is that you're struggling with at the moment. So feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and we will see you in our next episode. Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.